welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Before we get into tonight's program, I want to give a special thanks to Meg Donahue, one of our most beloved listeners. She's the co-founder of a company called Mama Says. They are a plant-based meal preparation delivery service. You can learn more about them by going to the website at MamaSays.com. I just ate their lasagna tonight. It's fantastic, and I know you're going to love the food, so please check them out. I also want to bring to your attention that I have been questioning a lot lately as to how it is possible that I am host and producer of this show based on the conversations that I've had with some of you and the emails that are coming in. It's like you guys are way above me. It's like all of you are on this major spiritual trajectory. You talk to your guides. You've got all this compassion, more compassion than I can ever imagine. You have hope for humanity. And I'm sitting here wondering, going, how is this possible? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just strange to me sometimes. So anyway, I wanted to get that out and tell you that YouTube put a strike on our channel. You know that show we did about Mercury and retrograde? You know, watch out for Mercury and retrograde. Here's some things about it. Well, obviously, Mercury retrograde has a narc working at YouTube because they gave us a strike. They said somebody at YouTube found that, that video, that show that we did offensive. Now, to put in perspective – where the average out of limits of energy radio show listener is and to where I am conscious level wise, the average listener would probably say, Oh, you know, that person who's offended, they probably have some issues, you know, peace and love and compassion upon them. Let them go and learn from this experience and go and go about their evolution. Me jump, 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 jump off that building. I'm sick of people saying I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. If you're offended, get off this planet. On a positive note, putting you back on the path of positivity, we have an amazing guest tonight. This person died, came back, became the accidental prophet, and we're going to learn about his story right now. Joining us now is Mr. Peter Anthony. He's a producer, international psychic, paranormal investigator, contributing writer for several spiritual magazines across the country, author of Keymaster, and a numerology life coach. You'll know about Mr. Anthony by going to his website at theaccidentalprophet.com. Mr. Anthony, welcome to the program. In thank our, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. In one of our shows, you talked about your death experience, and we're going to touch upon that, but elaborating, when you had your death, near-death experience, and you died, you saw a lot of numbers. Yeah. Can you please explain those numbers that you were seeing and what the significance of it was? Because one of the ones you mentioned was 1111, and I see that all the time, and I know a lot of people see that number all the time. We're just curious what the significance of that is and some of the other numbers that you saw. Well, 1111 was the first number that I began to, to see. I mean, even even that night, I mean, sort of seeing 1111 on, 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 a, on a high rise. The address was 1111, uh, I think it was um, uh, the Simmons Freeway, and as it was being rushed to the hospital. And then, of course, I died at 1111 on November the 11th for 11 minutes in room or cubicle 11. And so as I began to see the 1111, as well as 222 and 333 and 444, at that time, you know, in our history of numerology, at least I didn't know what these, what I call these triple codes were all about, but I began to see the 1111 as I began to recover. And the 1111 is an awakening. It's being, you've been, you are being tapped into a, an awakened consciousness and it gets your attention. So what I always say to people who see the 1111, be, be smart, be, what are you thinking at that moment in your in that moment in your life? Are you fixated on you know, on your money, or are you fixated on your purpose? Whatever it is, get in tune 
with what you're thinking at that moment that you're seeing the 1111 because it is an awakening number. The 222 in numerology means it's what I refer to, whatever you're going through in life, you're being supported. And if you believe in angels, and I do now, um, it means that the angels, the archangels, and what we call the ascended masters are watching over you. So try not to go into a place of fear, especially around money. And the 444 means your mission. What are you doing? How are you contributing to, to, the, to the shift of consciousness? You know, and if you are doing something, you are being supported also by the angels and by the ascended masters. So these are numbers that, to me, daily that I see that are speaking to me. So what I do, I turn the radio down, I look around, what am I thinking at that moment? And if you begin to tune into these numbers on a day-in and day-out basis, you'll start seeing a pattern taking place in your life. You know, it was funny, as I was running over here to do the interview, I was stopped at a light, and around me was a, uh, a taxi with 000, and I was at 333 uh, uh, Gene Autry Street, and in front of me was a cab with 444. So at this moment in time, I'm thinking, wow, this is very interesting to be surrounded by all these numbers. So all your listening audience, pay attention to what's going on in your life. Are you ending something? Are you beginning something? Are you stuck in a career? Whatever it is, hand it over to the universe. Hand it over to God if you believe in God like I do. But hand it over and watch the miracle take place in your life. I said, oh, you knew the experience mentioning is that before this whole thing happened that you were an atheist. You didn't believe in and no, I was agnostic. I, I believed, yeah. I, it, atheism a little bit, I think, takes it a step higher. I mean, I just didn't believe in anything. You live, you die, you work, you have a family, you, you know, you go to work, you, you retire, boom, end of story. Um, I had a hard time believing in the Bible, had a hard time believing in Jesus, had a hard time believing in any of that stuff. When I crossed over, I did have a conversation with God. And I know in my heart today, and people can criticize me all they want, this wasn't the God in the, in the white cloak and the staff and the long beard and, you know, and, and the fire and hell brimstone. This God was an all-loving God. And I was able to have a conversation as though I was having a conversation with some kind of, you know, mental telepathic communication with this being, you know, in the midst of, of space. So, uh, and there was a very simple message. I got a chance to see my life. I got a chance to see where I didn't shine. I got a chance to see where I did shine. And I, I think for me, so many of us who do come back, we come back with appreciation. And I was no different. So I came back to serve, to be of, of, of I came back a believer in God. So when you came back, when we, but when you came back, is what people say in the Bible, is that, was that true? Well, you know what, I, I, and that's a great question about the Bible. I, I, let's go back to that's just really do our research here. So, you know, I believe in the teachings of the Christman. I believe in the teachings of Buddha. I believe in the teachings of the Avatar. I believe in the teachings of the Hopi Indian. These are all great men who've, who have come into our, if you will, periods of history, our generational figures who had purpose. And what I've seen so often is the truth became the lie which became the truth so you know if you go back to Constantinople who changed all these biblical passages if you were you know the, the theory of reincarnation was edited out according to canon law you know all these different references to the bible you know we kind of pick and choose what we think is great and what we think is not so great and that's not how god consciousness works the bottom line 
We are here to be good, decent people. And when you see someone not being kind or when you see someone who's being a bigot or you see someone, an example, like our political system these days, you see all these people, these supposed great leaders who are living the, what I call the hypocrisy of, of their titles. You know, you know, I think what it's come down to is you and I. I've said so often the people on this planet are really great people. Where I've traveled around the, around the world, people are really good. It's the people in power who are not so good. They don't live the values that, that they claim to to live by. So for us, I think it's about you and I and people like you on this show making a difference and raising consciousness and letting people see that we can make a difference. So, and it's not about some biblical passage which, is deal, which deals with judgment as much as it is, you know, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. It didn't say the pharmaceutical companies. It didn't say the oil companies. It didn't say, uh, you know, the, the Republican or the Democratic Party. It said blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And what that means, good, kind people are here to make a difference. End of story. You said you were um, agnostic prior to your experience. Right. And then afterwards you believe in God. I don't know where I fall in the category. I believe in the existence of God, but I don't like God. I'm not a fan at all. As a matter of fact, I want humanity, collectively speaking, to stand together and dethrone whatever being is running things and put a new thing in place where we don't have to go through this pain and suffering. Because as all people say, well, you have to go through this pain and suffering, and it's this karma that has to happen. And I know I haven't been dead and been to the other side and have the experience that you have, but I am not going to accept it. I feel that we have to do something. So... Is there any possibility yes, it's, of standing yeah, there's a real, taking God yeah. out of his a holy throne? Well, I think what we have to do, most of us, myself included, you know, you can live by the rule of happiness or you can live by the rule of conflict. I chose to live by happiness. And it's a real simple formula. You know, you're good, you're kind. Let's just throw the God equation out there for a second, and let's look at it this way. If you're a good person and you're doing something good and you're helping people out, uh, you're helping the homeless person out here, you're donating money to the charity of, of, your, of, of your liking or something you feel connected to, you know, let's say you're being a good husband to your wife or a good father. Those are the things that matter. Those are good values. It's all these men in power for century after century after century who have controlled, who have manipulated, and they have taken this very, what I call the great teachings of these great teachers, and they've manipulated. So we need to, I think what's happening right now, so many of us are coming back from the other side, and we're sharing a very simple message, love, kindness, and compassion. Those are the bylaws of the universe. Those are the bylaws of God. That's it. Anything else that's in there, you know what? I always say, you know what, if it doesn't apply the, the, the rules of love and kindness and compassion, yeah, and then there's a lot of judgment there, you know, uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to go that way. Okay. And when you were engaging with God, what made um, God, did God have a distinctive personality qualities? And the reason why I'm asking about this is because I'm wondering, if God has a personality qualities, then he has something and there's an absence of something. And that makes me believe that the God sometimes people see on near-death experience is a reflection of God based on the human form. Do you, what, did you ever experience God as a being that was all-encompassing and didn't matter if you were human or not? Did you come in contact with God and get the impression that God was the, um, I don't know, the accumulation of all the animals, of all living beings wrapped up into one consciousness? I can answer that in a very simple term. So, uh, I don't know if you've ever had a dog or cat that you've just loved, you know, just uh, and my, I rescued uh, uh, a, a wolf husky dog and an amazing dog. What I'm trying to get to your, to your listening audience, 
the love you feel for your wife or the love that you feel for your dog or the love that you feel for your mom or your pop, you know, multiply that ten times, ten times, ten times, ten, it just goes on. That, that, just that frame of mind of, of kindness and love is the only way I can explain it. You know, and I think we've been taught that there is judgment from God. There isn't. That's what it was to me was the big shocker. I looked down at the planet and I saw what we were doing as 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 a, as as humans. You know, I saw anger, I saw lots of war, I saw our political structures all around the planet, not just here in the United States, all around abusing power. And I think what I learned on the other side is how can you, Peter Anthony, make a difference? I write about this in my book, Keymaster, and I think how we all are here to make a difference. And if you get your life in order, just focus on yourself. Don't worry about the Bible. Don't worry about church. Don't worry about anything. But worry about being the best person that you can day in and day out, minute by minute, and start coming to the table and start removing what I call those obstacles, that negative thinking, or what I say, do an inventory. You know, where are you shining and where are you not shining? And live by those rules. And if the Bible is your way of, of understanding those rules, then so be it. But you know what? That's put away all the dogma. Is it working? Nope. Think about all the wars we fought over religion. So there's got to be a change, a new way of thinking. And that's what's happening right now. And that's why so many of us are coming back. We're teaching a very simple, simple method. Love. That's it. I don't know how we're going to pull it off, Peter. I mean, I'm looking at the way oh, things are right now. I have the greatest faith in everyone. Look at all those young people that showed up in Washington, D.C., there is an, a, an awakening that's going on right now. So I am thrilled to see this. I'm thrilled to see what women are doing. There is, it's taken the lowest part of where we are in our political structure right now to wake us up. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch the difference that happens on this planet. We are going to change what no longer works. And we're going to get rid of all these laws all this judgment, all this stuff that hasn't worked for century after century, and watch what we do with it. I want to believe you. Here. I really do want to believe you. But when I see that what's going on right now is that they have the all the people in, in the power want to want to create war, and the, the censorship is coming out on, on an incredible level. Like Microsoft wants oh, to read absolutely. the news. So I, I want to believe. I want to believe that the love is there, but. I don't know if I see the desire within the people. I see it maybe in a small section. I think there's a smaller section of people, maybe the one of it. Um, what I'm trying to ask is what makes you believe that it's there? What makes you believe that, it, that we can have this, that we, we could get it in the face of all of this crap, in fact, of all these sociopaths that are in power? I believe that one person can make a difference, okay. and it starts with us. That's what I see. That's what I know. That's what I saw on the other side. And if I'm a part of that consciousness, you see, how, this is how you shift consciousness. It's not by scores of people. It's one person at a time. And it starts at the grocery store. It starts when you're in, in rush hour traffic and try not to flip somebody off. Start with the little things. You know, it starts with stop polluting the planet. You know, we're nothing more than tenants on this planet. You know, we should leave this planet better off than when we got here. And so I think what's happening, look what's happening. Everything's falling apart because it needs to fall together. And there are people all around this planet that are now awakened. That's why they're seeing these numbers 222 and 333 and 1111 and 999. We know that there's something there that's speaking to us, something highly intelligent. And I think people are all around the planet are seeing this. I can't tell you thousands of emails I get from all around the world. Why am I seeing the 1111? Why am I seeing 222? You know, why is religion not working? You know, I think we've reached a point that the old paradigm no longer serves us, and a new paradigm is beginning. 
and I know it. To, I know it in my heart that it's happening right now. So watch who comes to the table this, this next coming year. I'm going to be one of those people. I'm going to make a difference. And you should see the people that are coming to my lectures. They are showing up in droves because they want answers. Our political structures, our leaders, are you know, you know they no longer serve purpose for us. So I'm the last the house time. on the block. <laughs> so people like you, people like me, we are getting this information out there. And I, I want to bring uh, to everyone's attention real quick. Sure. We go to the next section about your background experience. When we first started talking, I didn't realize this, but you were on this show working on a show called Sightings. It was on Fox many years right. ago. I love that show. And you've also been on Coast to Coast on a regular basis, Wake Up Palm Springs, Psychic. You've done a lot of media. And uh, some of these shows that you've done, uh, they're more mainstream. So I want to congratulate you on putting a positive message out because when you deal and engage with the media – I know from first-hand experience working with them every day that they may not necessarily want to engage us, but I think it's wonderful that you put a positive message out. And I'm wondering from your perspective if you think the media is more receptive of messages like the ones you're putting out now than they were even five years ago. You know, the mainstream media, uh, I have to, and, and I come from a media background. Um, you know, I think they're <laughs> – let's get into the, the abuse of power. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, who owns the media and who makes the decisions? That's what you go to. So what I'm seeing here is this new awakening media that has been contacting me. Yes, I've done mainstream. I've done, you know, Fox. I've done, you know, you can see so many different shows mainstream. But, you know, what I'm seeing here are these new DJs and these new hosts and these new agents and these new people of power. They're just like you and I. I think they're awakened, and we're all finding each other. And I said, this is how this message is spreading. It's not spreading through Main Street because they're kind of like the, the old pastors of the Bible, you know. I mean, it's not that it's coming from a place of truth. It's just coming from a place of money. And um, so I think it's important for all of us here to search each other out. I mean, how did you find me? You, I'm sure you referred to me by someone. So, oh, was, you know, was gut feeling, too. It was wonderful. It just happened so quickly. And the person who endorsed you said they were, they were so passionate about you, and, I, and I, they said one thing about you. I was like, I have to have this. I have to ask this gentleman to be on the show. It was, there, it, was, it was a feeling, too. They really were passionate about you. <laughs> they were right. I, you know what? Because I come back with zest for life. Think about this. Every day I get up and I take a gratitude walk, I, didn't, I wasn't able to see. I can see now, so I appreciate that. I was in a wheelchair for about a year now. couldn't walk. The doctors didn't know if why 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 I lost movement in my legs. All they knew the medications were I was having an adverse and inexplicable reaction minutes. I can walk and I can jog. I am grateful that I can do that. So you know, I mean, as I said, I was given a second chance here, and I'm going to do something with it. You know, I, I, I've said this over and over and over again. As long as there's breath in me, I will do something good on this planet. And this is one example of doing something right now. If one person listens to this show and they get it. We, you and I, have shifted consciousness, and they will in turn do the same thing, and that person will shift another person, another person, another person. That's how you shift consciousness. And don't worry about mainstream. That's worry about what you and I are doing today. Sure. We'll focus on Because that's how it's going to change. Got it. And one of the things I love is that, um, another thing about your site I love is that you have a lot of visions. Will you have these visions on your site um, that you've posted? Were those things that you've experienced when you were dead? And also, are these things that are coming to you on an intuitive level? And I was wondering if you could please share some of your visions, especially this one about America. You mentioned about the plutocracy, because on a logical level, I think that it completely exists, but I find it amazing that you had a vision of that actually happening. Well, if you look at when I wrote that, I mean, I had this vision back in, what is I think it was 2011, and I just wrote it, and I was in Washington, D.C., and I had all these political people coming to me, and this one man worked for, I won't say what president he worked for, but he came to me, and he goes, how do you know this? 
And I said, I got a vision. And uh, so I wrote that. Actually, it was August 23rd, 2015. If you read what I said in that vision, it goes into the whole plutocracy and where we're going and uh, and the presidential, you know, what I call the Carnival Act of politicians, you know, coming in the age of 2016. I wrote this in 2015 on the 23rd of August. I can't explain it. Something comes to me, I write it down. I mean, you think of the Nostradamuses and the Cheros and the John Dees of all our lifetimes, the Da Vinci's. They received information. And I'm not saying I'm one of the, those great, I just, when I feel something and I know it's coming out of my heart, I write it down. Well, and I keep it simple, and it seems to matter. What do you think of some you know, of your... If you look at that... <laughs> it's pretty, pretty in-depth. It actually describes exactly what's going on right now. But what are some of your visions for the future, especially in the U.S.? Because, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to say my gut feeling is that we, we, do, we have very dark days ahead, and it's going to get incredibly dark until the light comes out. Same way when a planet, we go through the Ice Age and it's very cold, but then there's lava kind of underneath the planet, and then eventually it comes out. It just takes a long time. So I don't know what your thoughts are about that. My thoughts about it is just that as long as there's good people on this planet, and I, and I want to say this again, I've traveled all around this planet. And I people showing up, you know, I have baby boomers, I have the tweeners. I have now what I refer to as the saver generation, which I write about in, in my book, Key Master. I wrote this book back in 1998. No one wanted this book. You know, I wrote about that we were going towards the feminine consciousness in 1998. No one wanted it. I said that we would have a female house speaker. They didn't believe me. I said we'd have a female as president. They didn't believe me. It wasn't until 2007 people started believing me. But what I'm saying back to your question here, I believe that what's happening right now with these people, you know, it's like you take our basic of food and our insurance and our homes away and our cable and our Internet, people get kind of PO'd. And that's when changes start taking place. You know, it, whatever it is that, that pulls at your, at, your, at your purse string, that becomes personal. And when you start taking health insurance away and you start taking women's rights away and their, and their medical uh, um, or their insurance away, People get a little PO'd, and that's when there's change. Look at the marches on Washington, D.C. by the young kids. You know, their lives matter, as do women's lives matter. All of us matter, and I think we're tired of it. So I believe that where we are right now in consciousness, you hate, you, as we say back home in Texas, you just hide and watch, because <laughs> something's a-coming. Well, I, I'm curious to see where, where it happens, they, I, and I'm just open-minded as well. Well, I can but say I have... this. You asked Yes, about plutocracy, hmm? we're going to see the end of that in 20222, 2022. So that's 222. So I look at that number. Two, zero has no value, but 222 does. And so when I see that in, in, in our consciousness coming up, that's where the change will take place. And it's happening right now here in 2018 and especially 2019. Do you see that having to coincide with the collapse of the global monetary system? Well, I believe, in my heart, what I've seen on visions, I believe they, that the world is purposely trying to destroy all currencies and by, run it by one government, by one bank, and by one leadership. That's what I see coming. Is that going to happen? I believe in the best in people. And I believe that people are going to start seeing this right now as we speak. And I believe they're going to be the ones who are going to say, no, this is not going to work for us. But that's why I said people are awakening right now. Look at all these people all around the planet. It's just this here in America. I can't even begin to tell you what I've seen all around the planet. Me, little nobody from no, from you know, from Fort Worth, Texas. You know, I, I just can tell you right now, I am proud of humanity, and I can't wait to see the changes they bring forth. I, I respect your passion and the fact that you're you're proud of humanity. 
that's awesome. No, because what you just said right now, for people who have listened to the show for a while, they're like, well, well, that's refreshing because I'm usually the exact opposite. <laughs> the exact opposite. Well, okay, so let's look at it this way. Where else can we go? I mean, we're already at the brink of, of destruction here. I don't know. Here. I don't think I, – I, I think we're going to drop about four or five levels darker and and then once we have that global horrific event where everyone where we're in where we have to survive, I think in the midst of that we'll we'll come together. Because I, I mean, well, I, I believe in America. You know, we're at the eleventh hour, and I think the eleventh hour people are showing up. I was always at the black at the back of the classroom. I'm showing up front and center, and I know there are other people like myself who are doing the same thing. And as I said, as I travel around and talk about my book Keymaster, and I'm having record audiences. These young kids that are showing up. I've had nine, ten, eleven year old kids showing up at my lectures. I'm stunned, and the questions they're asking at these lectures it's it's mind boggling. So as I said, so when I look down that audience and I'm sold out and I'm seeing these young kids showing up and asking adult questions, I have great faith. That's wonderful. I and, really do. And by the way, your book, Keymaster, it came out in 2009. It's got over 63 reviews, just but all of them are five-star reviews. So congratulations right. on that because you can't you. go through and fake you know, five-star reviews of that, that nature. And people are very touched by it, so I'm really thankful and happy that you're putting that energy out. And something that well, you know, when I knew that book had a message, when a blind man wrote in and wrote a review and said, you know, it was more difficult to to be spiritual and to be awakened than it was to be blind, and he gave my book a five star. And when a Federal Express <laughs> delivery man wrote a review, I thought, you know what? I wrote this to, to hit the spiritual community. This book went mainstream. It's just fascinating to me. I just can't believe that so many people are tapping into this book, but they are. And so there's something here that is resonating in the very deepest part of their heart. And whatever that is, I, I mean, I know what it is. I think it's because, I, you know, in the book you laugh, you cry, and you care. And you care about yourself. And you care about the relationships. And you care about who you want to be with. And you care about your money. And you care about your home. And this book teaches you how to care about the planet. One Great. day, one action at a time. I, well, I hope we care more about the planet. I love George Carlin when he says that the planet one day is going to shake humanity up because we haven't been here that long in comparison to all the other beings that have been on the planet. Dinosaurs for 60 million years. I, we, I don't know if we're even at the 10,000 mark. I wonder how much longer we have. And that's why I always wonder if Gaia, the, the spirit of Earth, is going to shake us off and say, no, we've had enough. Oh, the planet is responding to our, our, our negativity, okay. but it's also responding to our positive energy as well. So that's what we're feeling is the tug of war. And I just happen to believe that people are going to do really great things. I really do. I did. I have to. I have to be very honest with you here. You know, Ron. I was like, I don't know about this. When we had this election back in November, and I saw what I refer to as dark energy. But I started seeing change, slow change. It's, it's almost like that, that pot that's boiling. You know something there is cooking. And I've been watching it, I've been watching it, I've been watching it. And I'm seeing some amazing people on this planet make some amazing changes within themselves so they can make the amazing changes on this planet. That I know. That's awesome. And, you know, when some people talk about this change that's happening, and I want to bring some of your attention that because we're talking, I want to let our audience know that if you listen to what Peter says about, you know, getting your vibration up, you can do anything you want at any time. I mean, if you read, you learn, you grow, you evolve, I guess you're part of the solution. Are there any things that you recommend that people do in order to raise their vibrational frequency 
in order to, I'd say, be a friend to the planet, to be a friend of their fellow human being? It's real simple. You know, we are so programmed for my money, my job, my education, my home, you know, my career advancement, you know, whatever that might Stop thinking like that. I always say to my audience, how may I be of service? That's it, the simple ingredient. You know, and provide the people, the places, and the situation. You know, I believe in a universal power, and it seems like all the universal things show up in my life. Look, this radio interview showed up out of nowhere. You know, the, the, uh, I wrote this book on, on sticky notes, you know, and look, I got it published. You know, it's just you have to believe in the power of self. But believe in that the good people are going to show up, believe that situations will be provided, and believe that you're exactly where you need to be for this moment. And if that moment you need a little bit of fine-tuning, then do it. But be of service. Stop asking for money and stop asking for advancement and, you know, and, and, you know, the relationship. This is called cosmic maturity. Start believing in how may I be of service. And some of you are going to get this. And some of you may not. But that's okay. I'm focusing on those people who are going to get this message because you're the person who's going to make the change on this planet. And you're the person I'm talking to. You know who you are. That's right. That's right. And, uh, Peter, the last question I have for you. Yes, sir. Is again, you know, great books, got a lot of great things going on, peaceful energy, love it. What would you say would be the biggest challenges that humanity has ahead in the next five to ten years? I think the biggest challenges we have is to get rid of this political system that we've been used to for so many years. We have people in power who don't really give a rat butt about us. And I think if we start making the difference and putting people in office who care about us, and not just here in the United States. I've seen it all around this planet. We are so eager to give our power away to so, so many people want to take our power away from us. And I think that's where it needs to stop. You know, get eager about finding people who are eager about you. And that's when you start seeing those changes. Let's not focus on the negative. Let's focus on what we can do today. And what we can do today, as I said before, work on self. What do you want out of life? What is your, what is your blueprint? If you're just coasting through life, Oh, you ain't going to make it happen. But again, I go back to that person in this audience who says, you know, I can make a difference on this planet. I have, a, I can contribute to the shift of this consciousness. You're the person I'm speaking to, and you're the person I want to be in my front line saying, I can do it. And that's what I want. I want to see this happen. I, I dare all of you to make a difference on this planet. I dare all of you to contribute to the shift of this consciousness. How may I be of service? Start thinking like that and watch the shift in your own world. Mr. Peter Anthony, producer, international psychic, best-selling author, paranormal investigator, contributor writer for several spiritual magazines across the country, and phenomenal guest on the Out of Limits and Truth Radio Show. Thank you so much for being with us today. To learn more about Mr. Anthony, please go to his website at theaccidentalprofit.com. Mr. Anthony, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that concludes this edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to Peter Anthony for coming back from the dead to do our show Bringing that insight, positive energy, love it, thank you. Also, thanks to our amazing virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Constance Tellis. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. So the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and fears. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening. Want to be heard or seen in front of millions of people? Want to be an expert on TV or radio? Goldman McCormick PR is a New York City-based public relations agency that specializes in traditional and social media placement for law, finance, media, and corporate-based clients. 
Goldman McCormick PR also are specialists in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information. GoldmanMcCormick.com. Hello, this is Ryan, host and executive producer of the Out of Limits of the Truth radio show. We regularly feature the virtues, which are psychic medium, Miss Carrie O'Connor, psychic empath Lisa Kaza, and the astrophenom astrologer, Miss Constance Ellis. They've been a huge part of the show since we started in 2014. And I'm here to tell you today that I highly recommend getting a reading with one or all of them. They are really incredible. First off, you have Miss Carrie O'Connor. We can, you can learn more about her by going to her website at carrieoconnor.com. Carrie is a psychic medium. She's been talking to trees and dead people since she was three. She has a really amazing ability to read into your soul, communicate with people who passed on, and communicate and give you some beautiful, heartwarming messages. Then you have Miss Lisa Kaza, psychic empath, who's absolutely incredible. She's very blunt and right to the point, which I kind of love. I actually love a lot. She's an empath. She can really look into your soul and tell you where you're going. What is your current trajectory? And she can also bring a lot of peace and harmony to your life. Then we have the Astro Phenom, Ms. Constance Ellis. You learn more about her by going to her website at ConstanceEllis.com. Ms. Ellis can do a chart reading on you and see where's your astrological trajectory going. She can answer questions about your life, career. Should you be going after that guy or girl? Should you get that? When are you going to get that promotion? She'll answer a lot of great questions. Again, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Lisa Kaza, and Ms. Constance Ellis, they are fundamental core part of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Three of the best metaphysical teachers I've ever come across. I love them dearly, and I know if you get a reading with one or all of them, you will too. Thank you. So-